Welcome to episode number 68 in the Peanut Butter and Mountains podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about my, I guess, ambitious plans for 2024. And then we're going to be getting into kind of the surprising direction that I'm trying to be taking my content and also my channel and my business into the next year. So sit back and let's begin here. So for 2024, I have three pretty big objectives. And the first one is going to be about in the June time area in the spring. And that is going to be climbing Denali in Alaska. Now, Denali is the tallest peak in North America, and it's essentially an expedition. And so essentially what you do is you have to fly in on a plane and you fly all the way into the Alaska range and then you land on a glacier and then you're basically out there for about three weeks and you have to keep moving your camp up from one another in order to finally get to your high camp and then summit the mountain. This is going to be about a three to possibly four week expedition, depending on what the weather would be like. This is super, super alluring to me. Number one, because I have a little bit of experience snow camping. And from my experience, what I know of it is that it is absolutely miserable. I don't really like it that much. I don't enjoy it. And that's the exact reason why I want to go on this expedition is to carve out that that discomfort pain cave a little bit more, especially when it comes to snow camping and just have a really awesome expedition. I've never had an expedition style thing like that where you have a team, the team has to be assembled, has to be working together really well. And you need to basically be moving all of your gear every day from camp to camp and coming back and sleeping and, and then moving gear again. And it's going to be pretty crazy. I've never been to 20,000 feet. That's the the elevation of the summit on Denali. So I'm very curious to see how my whole, my body, my mentality, everything is going to react in this very unique situation, at least unique to me at this time in my life. I'm very, very interested in seeing how that's going to work out. And yeah, that will be my first objective of 2024. And so essentially right now, until that time, I am in full training mode for Denali right now. And really what this consists of is most of my planning is coming from the Uphill Athletes books. And so right now I'm, I'm in that transition phase. Soon I'll be into my base period, eventually specific, and then a taper period. And so it's, it's pretty exciting to imagine or where I'm going to be at at the end of this training cycle. Because right now, obviously I'm just starting it. I am getting off of a pretty good aerobic base from the summer. But to get into this mountaineering shape, it's going to be a little bit different. So I'm super stoked to start this training. And I always have to, for me, I have to have something that I am training for because if not, I get super, super depressed. And you could ask me after I ran my first hundred miler last year, I did not have a goal after that. And I kind of fell into this weird kind of limbo depressed state that I hadn't experienced very, very, very many years. And it was because I made the mistake of not figuring out what I wanted to have as another goal after the 100 miler. I struggled with that for a few weeks. Eventually, obviously, I got back on board. But yeah, so I always have to be training for something, have something in my mind to be excited about. Now, with this entire training period, as some of you may know, if you, especially if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I, I train jujitsu as well. And I've been doing that since 2016. But And I've always tried to balance that piece with training for running or mountaineering or climbing or anything like that. And it finally came to a point 
this last week where I actually canceled my membership, just got a little punch card for it and not really going to be training jujitsu anymore during this season of my life. And there's many reasons for this. I will always love jujitsu, but the main reason is that I need to prioritize the training that I'm doing for Denali and some of these other objectives later in the year, because these are pretty serious objectives. And if my training is off or if I'm too fatigued to train, or the biggest thing, if I get injured in jujitsu, if I look at my longest, or if I look at all of my injuries in the past four to five years, they've all been jujitsu related. None of them have came from the mountains. So I know that that is the the highest chance of getting injured. And that would totally derail and just totally break my heart if I did that. So I have to give up on jujitsu for the time being in this season of my life. And I think this is a very, very important lesson because if you try to be good at everything, you're going to be good at nothing. And I have really tried to be good at a lot of things at once in my life because I'm interested in a lot of things. But because of these objectives and because of where my life is really has been going the past two to three years, jujitsu is really taken a backseat in that. And so I'm hoping to re-explore jujitsu at some point again in my life and have that become a part of my life again. But as in this season of my life, it's not, it's not there right now. And again, I think that's kind of an important lesson that we all have seasons in our lives of where different priorities are going to take place. And for me, I just, I've understood that I've, I've had this bouncing ahead in my, around in my head for a while that jujitsu really hasn't been fitting in these seasons in my life. And so it was finally good to kind of release myself from that obligation for, for a while. And again, it's going to make all of my other training for mountaineering, for climbing, for through hiking so much better and with less distractions. So I'm pretty stoked about that. The second thing that I am planning on doing for 2024 is the long trail. Now the long trail is I think 270 miles, something like that. And that is on the East Coast in Vermont. Now, I have never been to the East Coast, if you can believe that. Never been to the East Coast. And one of my favorite ways to explore new places is to be fully immersed in their culture. And one of the best ways I find to do that is to through hike or do some kind of adventure in in that state. And so this through hike is going to be the length of Vermont. So you start south and north, go throughout the entire state. And yeah, I'm just really stoked to experience more so the culture instead of the environment. I don't know how psyched I'm going to be about getting rained on. I, I don't really enjoy the rain and I don't really enjoy walking in a green tunnel. So I don't know how I'm going to be with that. But again, that's just going to be a mental challenge that I have to get through, perhaps an obstacle. But I'm really interested in the trail culture on that trail because it is the oldest through hike in North America. So I'm super stoked to meet people, go to the towns stay places and yeah, just kind of experience the East coast. Like I, cause I've never been there before. And I really don't think that there's a better way to explore somewhere than being fully immersed in there by being a dirtbag. Then the last big objective for me in 2024 is going to be the Havelina 100 mile race. As you can see with all of these, what's really nice is the fact that because I'm starting my training now, which is, is early November, I'm going to be hopefully if everything goes right, trained up for Denali, I go to Denali for a few weeks. And, and again, this is going to be perfect circumstances, right? But I go to Denali for a few weeks, I get acclimated to the altitude there, I come back, rest for about a few weeks, go on the long train around August, I believe, late July, early August, do that for a few weeks, and then come back. And after that, I'm probably going to be into a specific phase of training for the Havelina 100. But as you can see, hopefully my tendons, my ligaments, my muscles, and also my aerobic system is going to be trained 
really, really good for a 100 mile race. And so when I get back from really, really speed workouts, besides that, I should be pretty much trained up to do something like a long mileage ultra run, like the Havelina 100. Now, why the Havelina 100? Well, last, or it was about two weeks ago, I went out to Arizona to film it for a company and I had such a good time at the Havelina 100. I did not think that I would run another hundred mile race perhaps ever. I, I thought, you know, a few weeks after my first hundred mile race, I, I started thinking, well, maybe I would run a hundred again, but I didn't think it was going to be for a long time. I will tell you this, when I was running my hundred, my first hundred mile race, I, there was no way that I wanted to run another hundred mile. So I've came quite for full circle, but when I went to the Havelina to film that the vibe and the energy was so freaking cool at the Havelina 100 that it totally inspired me to want to do that race next year. And so that same company I was working for will be there. So they should be able to get me in fairly easy to that run. And I'm so stoked to do it. Now, the interesting thing about the Havelina 100 is that it's a desert race. And so there's not a lot of elevation gain. I think my last hundred had about 12,000 feet of elevation gain throughout the whole thing, which still isn't that much for a hundred miles, but this one has, I think 5,000 or 6,000. So roughly half, or it might even be less than that. It's basically pretty flat. The crux of this though, is the exposure to the sun because you are in the desert. And I actually had the privilege to run 20 miles of this course. It's a looped course. It's a 20 mile loop course. I actually had the, the privilege to pay somebody on this course at night. So I got to actually go on the course and see what it was like. And yes, very fairly flat, which is going to be interesting because it might actually be harder on your joints because you're going to be using the same muscles of the same joints and everything for 100 miles rather than mixing it up if if you're doing elevation climbs and descents. So it's going to be a very interesting race. I've never raced in the desert before. So again, super interested to see how that is. Notoriously, I hadn't been that good in heat and I think I am getting a lot better with it now. So I'm really curious to see how my body is going to respond to that. Now, in between all of that stuff, there's probably going to be a lot of Colorado 14ers that I'm going to do. And in this winter, kind of what I'm focused on is again, building that base for Denali, that aerobic base. So I'm going to be doing a lot of uphill ski touring at the local resort in Laramie or outside of Laramie. And then I also got a season pass to actually Keystone resort in Colorado. And so I want to get a lot better at my downhill for when we're doing a little bit tougher ski tour descents or split boarding descents. So that's what I'm going to be working on all winter. It's going to be essentially just split boarding, aerobic training for Denali and downhill snowboarding. So super stoked for that. Probably we'll get into more gnarlier lines in the spring before I go to Denali. But again, it's going to be nice because that ski touring is going to be great training for Denali because it's going to be a lot of zone two work. It's going to be weight bearing and I'm going to be carrying a slightly heavy pack, but not, not that as heavy as Denali. So all of that is going to coincide with my training for my ultimate goals. Now, as you can see, I want to be very efficient with this training. All this training makes sense to me. The fact that I like to do ski touring, that I like to do all of this stuff, it benefits me because it will actually benefit me when I go to Denali, when I go to the long trail, when I do the Havelina 100. And that's why I had to cut out jujitsu at this time because going there did not make any sense towards any of my goals whatsoever. And actually it made them actually probably more compromised than they should be because of the fact that I could get significantly injured in those. Now, one of the hardest things for me when I'm planning these trips is keeping everything about my trip in one place and not scattered throughout my computer or notes, notepads or anything like that. 
So I'm talking packing lists. I'm talking about the research or the beta for your trip. I'm talking about flights, I'm talking about all that stuff. So what I actually did, I think it was about a year and a half ago, I actually created a free downloadable adventure trip planner database that houses everything you need all in one place. So it's right there. So everything that I just mentioned before, you also have maps in there. You have partners that you can go with. You can you can toggle it by dates. You can have a calendar view. It is freaking awesome. I am in this thing almost every single night planning future trips. And it's great to just have it all in one place. You can also see what dates you're available, see what dates you're not available. And it's just, it's great. So, so I'm giving this away to everybody for free for the time being right now. Now, I don't know how much longer I will have this one for free. So jump on it now and yeah, have fun for 2024 with it. So the second segment in this episode is kind of around where I'm going to be taking my content and then my YouTube channels and also my business in the next year in 2024. So as you know, if you've watched my content, I enjoy being what I kind of like to call like a hybrid mountain athlete. And so what that means to me is that you are multifaceted and have skills in all of these different areas in the mountains, whether that is rope work and that you got from climbing, whether that's endurance and how to fuel your body that you got from ultra running, whether it's how to backpack in and camp that you got from through hiking, or whether it is knowing how to ski tour and travel on skis and, and snowboard down big faces that you get in split boarding. Now, all of that is super intriguing to me because I want to be multifaceted in the mountains. And when some of my objectives that I have a couple years out are more alpine based. So essentially going on an expedition like you would with Denali, but combining that with more technical climbing or split boarding or other mountaineering type objectives like that. That's really, really interesting to me. And that's really where I see my skills and abilities trending towards in the mountains, because you're putting everything that you've learned through all of these specific disciplines into one giant discipline or, or sub-discipline, I guess. And you have to be versed in all these disciplines because if you're not, then you're going to get left behind or you could definitely not survive. And that's just the way it is in the mountains. So that's why I love learning those skills. And that's where I'm kind of trending towards. And the content that I want to be uploading for the most part is going to be more, I think, how should I say it? Especially on YouTube, it's going to be a little bit more documentary based. I love filming my own documentaries of when I'm doing stuff. So there would definitely be a documentary for the long trail and Denali. And then I would love to have somebody come out and film me for the Havelina 100 because I really regret not getting my first 100 on video. Popping in here quick as I edit this video slash podcast, the one thing that I forgot to mention with this is really what I'm looking forward to doing in 2024 as well is to shoot documentaries of other people's adventures in the outdoors. So if you or if somebody you know is going on maybe their first ever three-day backpacking trip or they want a climb film that they're going to be doing or maybe it's their first ever 100-miler, I would love, love, love to talk with them or you and I would love to get something on the books to see if I'm available to help out and film that and create a documentary and tell a story about your time there so you can have that memory forever and you don't have to worry about filming it. You don't have to worry about getting content like I got you. Just think of it as pretty much I would be like your wedding photographer except for it would be like for adventures. So you would have that memory of your adventure for a lifetime filmed by me and told with a great story with some great music and all that. So if you're interested in that, shoot me an email, clubinski10 at gmail.com. Back to the podcast. So 
now in terms of Instagram and my other platforms, I think what I'm going to keep doing is keep mixing up with entertain, inspire, and educate. That seems to be the best for building my community there. Yeah. So whether it's snippets of my documentaries, whether it's tips that I've learned, or it's some kind of funny trend that I found on TikTok that I put for Instagram, I think I'm going to continue doing that with my Instagram channel, but just know that it's not just going to be through hiking. It's not just going to be hiking, which I have done a lot of in the past. It's going to probably be along the lines of all of these different disciplines that make up being a hybrid mountain athlete. And then the last thing with my business is I have the Outdoor Creator Academy with a business partner that we have 55 or so creators in right now. And what we're really planning on doing and hoping to do for 2024 is to become a sort of agency where we connect outdoor specific brands with our outdoor creators. Now I'm already doing that. If you are a member in in the Outdoor Creator Academy, if you're one of my students, you already know that you will kind of get curated leads from myself when a brand contacts me via email and I just don't have the time to do whatever it is that they're asking. I will refer to them some of my students that we taught that would be a good fit for them. So I'm already kind of being that middleman right now, but we want to really expand this and really open this up to bigger outdoor brands and really curate the best creators to them. So we can be that database for creators to go to sign up and then automatically for different campaigns from these outdoor brands. And these outdoor brands can see the portfolio all in one place, know that they were trained from our outdoor creator Academy and they have that stamp of approval. So they'll know what they'll be getting. So I think it would just be an all around really, really good thing that I'm super stoked about to do for 2024. If you liked the episode, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify and a like on YouTube. Greatly appreciate that. Really trying to grow this podcast and would love to hear about any other topics that you would want to hear about, whether it's me teaching something or telling stories or anything like that. So please leave a comment below with anything that you would love to see future episodes on. Thanks for tuning in.